Are you preparing for me? Are you going to nail me now with something? That's that's a secret. That's a uh, very okay. tra- very interesting use of words there. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, welcome back to a, another episode of Father Knows Something. I'm Jerry, and we have tonight Justin, and of course Mogan. Mogan. Hello, Mogan. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, what episode is this? This will be 12, I believe. We're on episode 12. We're misnumbering. So the next episode that comes out after 12, you might even call it 12, but I think this will be 12. This This is is 12. 12. So we're going to go 12, 11, 13. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Uh No, that's not true. 11's already out. That's correct. 11, 12, 13. 11, 12. He's dyslexic. Give him some slack. Ah, I was thinking about the one that we have... Put away for another day. Yes, yes. That'll that be lucky number thirteen. Ah, yeah. So uh, I'm excited about doing that one, but we're gonna have a whole new one for tonight. So let's let it go. So the theme we have for you is love. How appropriate, because uh, Monday is the uh, is the fourteenth, which is Valentine's Day. Yes. So this will come out the day after Valentine's Day, and it's love, like relationship love, family love family not love it's Ooh. it's kind of a mix of everything but stories that have some component of love of love okay love love well let's go let's hear what these okay. people people have First, I, 21 female, am dating a 36-year-old male for almost a year. He means the absolute world to me. He's been married but never divorced. Him and his ex-wife haven't legally been divorced due to money reasons, according to him. She still uses his last name, which honestly kind of bothers me since they haven't talked in over two years and haven't been together for over three years. In my opinion, she's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm honestly kind of jealous that she has his last name still. I know the situation is kind of touchy, but I don't really know how to come about telling him that I'm jealous that she still uses his last name. Am I overreacting about it and being inconsiderate, or am I totally in the right to be upset about it? I don't want to end things because I see a long future for him and I, but it's almost as if his ex-wife is stepping in the middle of things since they aren't legally separated. That's I have a question right off the bat. Really I, I, I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> well, no, no, like a like like why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I I understand why? how this can I understand how this can happen. I really do. But does he or well, she doesn't. But does he have any right to go tell his ex to change her name? That's not a thing. Well, right? that, I, I I don't. I mean, when you get married and you take someone's last name, uh. It begin it is there's identity. I don't know if they I take it they have no kids. They said no kids. There's no mention of children. So we don't know if that's a problem. It it really at this point, I look at this as insignificant. She's got other issues. If they're gonna have a life together and this let's imagine he does get divorced because he, he hasn't yet. It's two years that he hasn't talked to her and no sign of divorce. 
the big three, you know, the big three letters, W-H-Y. I have no, I can't imagine why not. So unless there's something else that we don't know that's going on that she doesn't even know that's going on, you know, but let, let, let me go back to, to square one. Imagine they were divorced. She still has his last name. She wants to keep that last name. That means nothing for the relationship they have. Get over it. You have your own life with him. He's in your bed. He's in your home at night. You wake up in the morning and you guys are having Cheerios together. Maybe you're having eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky. But she's not in the picture. Doesn't make a bit of difference what her last name is. And if you have the same last name, you guys get married and you take it. Hey, go worry about yourselves. Don't worry about her. That's, it, that's as simple as it is. Keep your own uh, your own security of, of which you guys are, are making your own life. Yeah, well, they, you know, when they write in, they do cite money issues being the reason why they haven't legally gone a divorce. And, mm-hmm. you know, divorces can be expensive, you know, for some people. So just thinking about that too, if money is an issue for both of them, changing your name also costs money to go through the social security administration and then like all the legality that you have to go through to legally change Mm -hmm. your name again, especially if you have a passport, you have to get that changed. So even if they did separate in the ass. Yeah. I mean, if, if they do go through the divorce and depends what their relationship is, you know, the ex-wife might be looking for a Brillo pad to go scrape everything off. We don't know. We don't know the relationship really what's going on. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what her last name is. Get over that and go on with your own life with him. Do you get any red flags from this I one? have all kind of red flags. Do you think they are actually getting divorced? Uh, my gut feeling said no. Oh. My gut feeling said there's no mention of it. That's why something's fishy. Something stinks, but you know something... Who are we to know? We don't get enough facts. We're, we're, we're not witnessing Limited it. on our info here. Really? So that that's why I said it doesn't really matter. If, if, he's, if you guys are waking up together every day and you're having a relationship and you're building your life and you're doing what a couple do to function and you're going to go forward, obviously you can't get married to him while he's, while he's married. So that's a bigger problem than the last name. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And if you want to have a marriage with him and you want to have children, I mean, you're 21, he's 36. You know, you were born, I was, I think, 35 when you, or 36 when you were born. I think I was 40 with Taylor, mm-hmm. something like that. I got to go back and do the math. But you're getting to that, you know, to that point where, you know, he's, he's got to have some energy to deal with all this stuff because you guys, you, Kids You're, are a lot. You were a lot. I mean, <laughs> my focus w- of what I used to do for my hobbies went away. You guys were my hobby. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, she's got bigger bigger things to worry about than a last name. I do think there are real life situations, though, where people will be separated but still legally married. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that just does happen through random different circumstances. I mean... People have so many different lives and relationships and whatever. So yeah, you have some family also, members that are still like, yeah, married, but so it's but still very, very like plausible that that is also the yes. actual case that I, is still I, realistic. I, 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 I'm not saying it's not, but if if she's going to if they're if he's talking about marrying her, 
there, there's going to be some some need of some changes. We certainly experienced this with a, a very you know good friend of mine that she went out with a guy. He was legally separated from his wife, and they had problems with divorce because of money. It it was all very real. Yeah, there was a child involved. They had all kinds of stuff, but he finally did actually file for the divorce. He it, it was it finally went through and. You know, they're, my friends are now getting married, and they're they are they are going forward with their life. It took patience, and and it's not that he never didn't love her a hundred percent. They they are the most wonderful couple that that I can speak of. They're great, but uh, there were some issues getting there, and not because of his lover. It was just his ability of dealing with the divorce, the, sure. the money, and all the things that went along with it. Yeah. So it could be very real. But uh, if, if there is going to be a marriage for her, and that's expect, he's got to, you know, you know, g- you know, get some things in order. Yeah, I think at this point, and maybe it's convenience. You know, there are reasons. Insurance, health insurance, mm-hmm. is one of them. I know if he's getting insurance through his work and his wife is on his plan, like that is a very helpful and kind thing to do because health insurance in this country sucks. <laughs> so there are, yeah, like. There are definitely reasons, and we we know people that have, you know, stayed on paper legally married for convenience. But I think, like you said, if he is promising a life with her, mm-hmm. yeah, he's well. Another got to make another interesting thing. He says, "I haven't. You know, they haven't talked in two years. They've been, you know, they've been apart for two years. So there's mm-hmm. no no. I I've always you know tried to maintain certain relationships with people that are part of my past. So the person that's in my life now could easily." communicate with that person they can have a friendship they can have a relationship and the friendships can still even though the 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 intimacy part of that relationship is over sometimes you know you you dated for a reason you liked each other as friends yeah and sometimes that can maintain sometimes it can't maintain but in this case if she's actually spoken to the wife and the wife knows that they're a couple you know that at least gets rid of our suspicion our doubts yeah but we don't know any of this stuff. And so it, it's kind We're of just, real hard. Yeah, speculation. It is. Okay, moving along. Moving right along. Hi, Jerry. I love your podcast. Huge fan. Okay, I'll get right to it. My boyfriend of three years wants me to move in with him. Let me explain. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years, going on four, and I absolutely adore him. We met here in our hometown and dated for a little over a year before he landed an amazing job five hours away. He works with horses and lives in a luxurious barn where his brother also lives. I live at home with my siblings and my dad, who is a very controlling narcissist. I love my dad, but it's so hard to live with him. Everyone knows that I am miserable at home, but I can't afford to move out just yet. My boyfriend travels a lot across the country and sometimes even to other countries for horse shows. So he leaves for a week and even months at a time. We've made it work, though. I visit him as often as I can. He recently asked me to move in with him. The thing is, since he constantly travels, he wants me to travel with him. Although this sounds great and all, there are a few problems I have with this. For starters, I won't be able to get a job anywhere because we'd constantly be moving. I recently got a job at a school that I really like and have been wanting for years. I don't make much, but I make enough for myself and my monthly bills. He says that he understands that he is asking me to give that up, so he reassures me that he will cover all my monthly bills and anything else I need since it's not much and he makes enough for the both of us. 
I don't want him to pay for everything. I'd feel extremely bad and even feel like a freeloader or a burden. Next is we wouldn't have a home of our own. We'd be moving to different cities and living in different Airbnbs. And like I said earlier, his brother also lives and travels with him. I feel like I would be interfering and who knows if his brother would even be comfortable with me being there. I've heard so many people end on bad terms with their roommates and I don't want that to happen with all of us. My boyfriend says that I have nothing to worry about and that we will figure out everything as we go. But I want to just make sure that we are doing this the right way. I'm a very nervous person and tend to worry and overthink things a lot. I get so much anxiety from doing or trying new things. My boyfriend thinks I'm making excuses to not move in with him and he says that if I'm not comfortable with moving in now, then I probably never will be. We've been arguing about this for the past few nights. I feel bad because he does so much for me. I feel like the least I could do is move in with him. I know we'd both be very happy. He's my best friend, and all I think about is being with him 24-7. But I don't know. Is this the right thing to do? Should I just drop everything and move in with him? What do I do? Please help. I need advice. Well, I have thoughts. Um, so if... I'm I'm trying to find a a common compromise. Thing. Yeah, a compromise, and I and I don't know how much he's really traveling out of the out of the country. This is something that she'll have to weigh out, and her you, know, you have to weigh out in your own mind, because if you if he's if the majority of the year he's at the barn, we'll say 60 percent of the year he's at the barn. You can get a job if you want to get a job in that area if there's one available. And then you're then you don't have to travel. You can still do your own thing. And when he comes home, you're home and you have a life in your relationship. If you want to travel with him and you feel comfortable with it, go for it. Give it a shot. See how it works. You guys are young. You have this ability of doing it. And you know, things things grow from these experiences. There's nothing bad about it. It's just you, you know, it's a decision you have to make if this is going to be good for you across the table from me if you're even your own father if he's not if he wasn't a narcissist could have a could have a conversation he said you know what's good for you honey i mean i'm not going to make this decision for you you're 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 an adult at this point in time we want you to make these choices and some of the choices you make are a little risky but they're all adventure and at the end of the day it will be okay it works out yeah i think um it sounds a little bit to me like moving in implies also traveling right yeah it sounds like she would be going with him it sounds like it's one and the same i i, I like the compromise he, he he's really what she's saying is i'm giving up my life and i'm going to be your muse is that the right word i'm i'm going to be your traveling i'm your his, traveling his, buddy. His, yeah and that this we're stay-at-home girlfriend we're, that travels we're we're a couple and we're just traveling together we're not married you don't have to be married for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that that's a prerequisite, but you are committing to being a you know, uh, you know, v- you know tra- a traveling couple for whatever his job is. You guys are working together, doing it together, and experiencing life together. I mean, it sounds kind of scary, but it also sounds kind it, of fun too. Yeah. I I just don't know if they're going to go you know to destination. Be they're you know they're dealing with horses in Saudi Arabia, and he is training these horses and tending to these horses, you know, fourteen hours a day, and she's stuck in you know in a room, 
that's not going to be fun for her. If she can partake and she's a part of the, the, the whole environment, that's a healthier thing for them because they're doing it together. So we don't know those answers. So you got to weigh all this stuff out in, you know, in your own uh, mind to see what, what does this entail and be realistic. Is this what you want to do for the next you know, year, two year, three year experience in your life or the compromise? You move to the barn when he comes home for, you know, and, you know, for that, because he actually works with horses at the barn when he's back. Yeah. So there's definitely a life for him when he comes back that he can't move up. He can't get a uh, an apartment or a house or something five hours north where she lives, where they can move in together. He's, when he comes back, he's got to work. He's planted. He's planted. So that's, I, I kind of see that compromise if. Um, if unless you're going to travel with him and you're going to see him the whole time while you're traveling, if you're going to be stuck in a hotel room while he's doing his thing, that That's doesn't not, so, no. that yeah. doesn't sound like a good good deal to me. So her ideal outcome, I just want some insight. I feel like we should wait until I'm off for the summer, but he wants me to go ASAP. If you have any questions or need clarification on things, you may reach out to me. Thanks, Jerry and team. I think that's one important thing to note here. If she does work at a school that she waited years to get mm-hmm. and loves, she loves her job. Mm-hmm. I think this is the fairest, most foolproof thing. Wait until school lets out. You have a summer vacation. You have a three-month gap. True. And that is the perfect opportunity to then try it. Mm-hmm. Go live with him wherever he is. Travel. And if you don't like it, then you have your fallback plan of just going back to school in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that back like, to work at a school. She's not getting yes, educated. Yeah. Yes, no, she's working. But I um I actually wrote an article for USA Today um for my like little column I do there, and I had a listener write in about moving in with her boyfriend after only um I believe it was only after four months, and mm-hmm. it was out of convenience. He needed a place to live and blah blah blah, and so I had someone then respond to me. That is an expert on studying couples and moving in and all this crazy stuff. And she actually sent me a link for it. But it was essentially saying that couples that move in together out of convenience Mm -hmm. or a reason that isn't a conscious decision from both parties Mm -hmm. moving in together, those couples that it's a convenience decision or one side is forced are typically left a lot unhappier than those that both of them make the conscious decision. We want to move in together. Mm-hmm. We're right. doing this as a way to like progress in our relationship and our life. Right. So I think that's something to note too. Like it's, it's really got to be, you know, something she's excited about as well mm-hmm. and not pressured into. Well, it kind of feels like she is both like both sides. Mm-hmm. She seems excited for. So it's yeah. more just like I, you said, she, she's just, she's just feared of, of going abroad and and well and dropping everything right yeah so the the biggest thing is to see realistically in a conversation with him what's in store for me when i get there what are your thoughts about her being totally financially dependent upon him and him like he did offer like don't worry about it i'll pay for all your monthly bills but what are your thoughts on that well when you're a couple you work things out together and if you're married, you're working things out together. You be that that, but she shouldn't have to be asking him for money. The money has to be there for her, so she feels 
You know, the last thing anybody wants to do is ask for money. Money should be available to make them comfortable and make them feel safe and make them have that feeling that of of not being under someone's thumb and manipulated. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst feeling in the world. So you've got to make sure that that's not part of the gig. Well, and I wonder if there's some way for her to participate and also make some money alongside him. Like it goes back to that same exact conversation. What's going to happen with me while you're working and I'm stuck in a hotel room that that's not an attractive thing. No, if she could find a prison. Yeah, it really is. And it's a selfish ask if that's truly what she would be doing. Right. Um, But I know there, you know, there's a lot more remote jobs these days and maybe she could find a remote teaching job even or something similar to what she's doing. But I I honestly think what she said in her ideal outcome is waiting until summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes I, sense. I think that's like the greatest thing. And you can and you can hold your your line on that too. There's no reason in the world why you can why you can't put your own um, boundary up, saying this is what I'm going to do, and I'd like I, I want to continue our relationship, but I have to do what's healthiest for me right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that you'll figure that out as soon as you have the conversation. What is my day going to be? Up next. Okay. I know this is going to be a really long and messy story, so I hope you buckle up. You got the seatbelts on the harnesses? Okay, we're buckled up. We, <laughs> we, I'm glad you got that with us. We are buckled in. Let's go. I am a 21-year-old female, and I've been with my partner, 21 male, for five years. Yes, I know we are basically children. I came from a really messy and abusive home. I moved out when I was a minor, and my partner has seen me through all of it. I also made an amazing family out of his family. Things have been good up until recently. An outside force has really, really messed things up for us. He's been pushing himself away and has started to ignore me. I asked him to please communicate. If he wants to decompress from work, he works long hours, I understand. But ignoring me really hurts my feelings. He proceeded to yell at me and say, quote, he was trying to do the nice thing and ignore me. But instead of taking the hint, I decided to be a cunt. Next time, he will be sure to tell me I'm annoying and to shut the fuck up. I told him that was inappropriate and to not gaslight me like that. His inability to communicate is not my fault. He said it was my fault for making him feel like an asshole. And that's all I ever do to him. I told him I'm tired of trying. He said he's not going to attempt to try. This is not the person I know, but I'm at a loss. I don't want to feel like I'm hated when I get home or have him look at me like I'm disgusting. The problem is I have no place to go and feel like I have no one to talk to. I'm not ready to lose a second family because his mom and I are really close. She chose to raise me when she didn't have to. I have no one else other than my abusive or absent parents and my siblings and I aren't allowed to be close. I want parental advice, but feel like it's downright evil to talk to his mom about him. I just really want a good mom hug from her and for her to say it's okay. But it's not my place. I can't take someone else's parents just because I don't have any. To add to the plethora of my life collapsing, the one person who made me truly feel special in my family passed away. I have no money. I'm a college student trying to get a bachelor's with friends who betrayed her. No family, a partner who doesn't want her and nowhere to go. I am truly lost and have never felt more alone. I really wish I will be enough someday. What on earth do I do? Well, you got challenges. You really do. The, 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 
the relationship that you guys have, you, you grew up together, but you, you're, you're just now becoming adults. And he is obviously still immature and doesn't know how to communicate. And you can't stay in a relationship out of fear to leave the relationship. That's not a reason to stay in a relationship. And if it's, if it's gotten this toxic, um, you've always heard me say, I'm going to take it that you heard me say, you got to have the discussion. And you have to have it where it's not confrontational, but it's reality. And gives, and gives both of you the ability of saying, we need to, to go forward and move on. So um, as far as your relationship with his mom, that doesn't have to change. If, if It's all how you have the... If you have a discussion and you stay together, great. If you have a discussion and you have a discussion you both uh, choose to move on, then you do it with grace and in honesty, without yelling. The fact that he called you, worried, worried that he's going to call you a cunt or you're being no, he a did. cunt. The bottom line, when, when toxicity like this is becoming apparent, it's the time that you you need to give it dignity and say, we gave it a good run, and maybe one day we'll, you know, we can come back, but we need to take a break from each other and learn what life is without one another. And if it's and if, if we're happier with us out of each other's lives, or we need to be in each other's lives, but you need to—I think you need to separate for a while and learn and see how much you appreciate each other. And yeah, you got—you're going to have to figure out uh, how to get an apartment on your own, or do school, or whatever you have to do for—I don't know what kind of financial assistance is out there for school or whatever. And if you don't want to go back and see your family, then. Do it on. You're going to have to get another job and just do what you can within your means. It's just you. There's no children. There's no one else to worry about. You can't uh, be guided with the fact of uh, you're in a relationship that isn't healthy because it will just. It's just going to get worse and more toxic. Yeah. Without this conversation, it's 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 doomed, one way or the other. And you don't want to stay in a relationship of abuse. This is just. It's all bad. And it's Valentine's Day. It's time to go out and find new love. And, and Well, I think that's the thing is it's not the fact that you're not enough. You are enough and you are enough to where you don't need to have someone that's unhealthy or toxic or doing this stuff to mm-hmm. you. You are more than enough to not have to deal with this shit after all the shit you've already dealt with. Right. And so it's... It's not a matter of, am I enough? It's a matter of... You deserve you, better. It's compartmentalizing these things, right? Yes, there's, you've had a lot of loss and there's, you feel super alone, but that's not a reason to put yourself through this with someone who is not right for you. Absolutely not. And you just don't do it. And I think, I think there's a sense of, yes, you... I mean, I, God, it just sucks losing like another family and how that how that would play in after already losing your parents. But there's, I just think maybe even once you get out of this unhealthy relationship, it might be easier for you to meet more people and to start building a bigger circle. Absolutely. And I think the fact that, like I said, if if you do this constructively, you can still have a relationship with his mom and just say, look, you know, we didn't work out. You know, we, two people that care for one another and we, we certainly grew up together. 
But that doesn't mean that we're going to end up with one another. But I don't want to lose the family that we've created. And, and I want to be a part of your lives. And, you know, he's free to go do what he wants to do. This is his choice, too, to, to move on. It's not this you're telling him to fuck off. You're not saying fuck off. You're saying we just need to really make sure that we, if, if we don't want to be together and we don't want to be abusive, this is our, this is our, our ticket to, to go out and go free. I'm opening my hands so you can go find what, what really you want to find and not be irritated by me being in your life because I'm irritating you. And I'm becoming unsatisfied with our relationship, which is making me have you know, irritability. So the two of us need to be adult enough to go either say we really want to commit to this or we want to move on. I think it's time to take a break. I think they are at a point where, for whatever reason, he's clearly trying to push her away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the outside forces that were mentioned, you know, maybe there was some truth to that and it just hasn't worked its way out yet. But I think, like you said, it doesn't need to end bad. There's mm-hmm. exes that I'm friends with and you can maintain a relationship with their family. I mean, me and one of my ex's mom, every time I run into her, she's overjoyed to see me. But I also think, you know, thinking in terms of she is a college student Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things going on and a lot of factors, including not really having money. And I think the best solution would be to say, I want us to be done. I think we are at a point right now where we are unhealthy. It's Mm -hmm. becoming toxic, like you said. However, do you think I can at least stay until the semester is over? I want to finish school this year, blah, 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 blah. And then you have all summer to work, bank some money, Mm -hmm. maybe make some friends, connect with people that you go to school with to find, you know, housing. There's housing with your school that you can live, you know, maybe with other roommates and make friends and meet people that way. Um, But you, you, you certainly remember when you moved here, there was a woman that I was dating. We didn't work out. And I said, you know, she was worried when we broke up that she was going to be cast into the street because she wasn't prepared to go move out on her own. And I said, you can stay here. You can stay in the other room. I know this is weird, right. but we're friends. Go in the other room and have, you know, do what you want to do. Date, whatever you may wish. No one's kicking you to the curb. You have a place and you have, and you're fine. And when you feel ready, then you can move. And when you get yourself in order. Yeah. And it, 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 she was here probably for six months or a year. I don't remember the date, but it, it was, it was some time, but it worked. And, and even though we're not dating now and she's on her life and married and moved on, it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, we're still friends. In fact, her husband and I are great friends. Yeah. So yeah. it's all the way that you treat people and that they treat you back and they typically will treat you back how you treat them. If you guys will open that door and allow it to happen. Yeah. Her ideal outcome too. I want to be okay. I don't want to feel lost anymore or see what I'm doing wrong. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think you are just in a relationship that you guys have outgrown. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he has just not grown up in ways he needs to and needs to develop a little more and communicate and not... It could be toxic. Yeah, it could still happen down the road, but right now you it's need, time you, to call you, it. You need time to uh, to let each other grow a bit more and appreciate one another, or move on just to other people. Well, and I think all the factors from 
your past are probably clouding the judgment of this and yeah. making you see it a little differently. But I mean, I, mean, I, I remember started dating at 16. Yeah. So it's when I remember up. college, like I went into college, I didn't go with any friends. I didn't like sure a few people from my school went, but me being as shy as I was back then, it was like a big step to jump into a whole new world where I knew nobody. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And yeah. you'd be surprised how friendships will come out of nowhere. I mean, you sit next to someone in class and all of a sudden they become one of the best friends you've ever had in your life. And I think college is a great time to, again, like build that circle and essentially start over. Like you can do whatever you want. I don't know what you're going to school for, but you can certainly follow that passion. You can dive full into that and just remove the the toxicity from your life. And that was the first thing that came to my mind when this started. I said, start over. Yeah. I mean, I went to, I moved from Duluth to the University of Minnesota in the cities and I did not go with one person I knew. I was totally on my own. I knew one person at the school, but she lived across campus and we didn't have any classes together. So I met my best friend there. You know, Lauren and I were best friends in college and I met a lot of great people and it was scary. I cried a lot. I went home a lot on the weekends, but you start getting comfortable and there's ways to where like download Bumble BFF and like start like go grab coffee with someone, go grab a meal with someone. Like there's people near you that I'm sure are looking for friends and looking to connect and you should not feel lost. Like you have, you have some supportive people here sitting on the couch for you (laughs) and you are enough and you deserve better. Absolutely. I think one more thing is I, totally sympathize with the fact that when you get in a relationship in your teenage years Mm -hmm. and it's like your first major, I don't know if it's your first relationship, but the first big relationship you have six years and you start to think, wow, I locked out. I found my person early. I know this isn't common, but this is, this is meant to be that I should stay because of all the history and everything we've been through. I was in that same position. I was just going to say, this is kind of your same timeline. You started dating at 16 and you guys broke up your junior year of college. Yeah. It was six years. And it, in the moment, no matter what happens, I mean, in my case, it's crazy, but I guess you could compare it to like, I mean, she doesn't need to be treated like this. No. And so when you get to that point in your first relationship, you try to think, oh, it's just this, it's just that. You try to think we can make it through this, we can make it through whatever. After you get out of that first relationship and you start having the perspective as you grow in life and and have different relationships, you very quickly would recognize, like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. But in your first relationship, you don't understand that yet. You don't have the context. And especially with all these factors and events that have happened in your life thus far, it would make it very tough to justify you know, moving or feasible, on. feasible. Yeah. Like you think money wise. And the most important thing here to you, to you guys, both we all, we all recognize or need to recognize this has been her safe haven since getting out of the house. This yeah. has been, you know, a cushy little thing for her where she feels this is Safe, a nest. Loved, yeah. yeah. This is her macaroni and cheese. And, but it doesn't, uh, there's obviously the, the, the behaviors that he is doing you nailed it. He's pushing her away. He's sabotaging it so she'll run like Something's hell. Something's going on. And you just got to let, let it play out. So, 
back up a little bit, remove yourself from the situation, but have the conversation first so you with without getting uh, challenging with him to say this is really this is what I don't want and I do want to have a relationship if if it can go back to uh, a nurturing, loving relationship. But if, if you're not there right now, I understand that we could take, we can step step back a little bit and take a, a you know a, a leave of time, and we we'll both date and experience other people, and we'll see where we end up. Yeah, yeah. And if it's meant to be, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, even a break might help. Yeah, because it's happened. I mean, I I certainly know that I have n- nephews and. They did this, and even though that uh, they broke away, they married their childhood sweetheart. They're sixteen. They were sixteen when they met, or seventeen when they met, and they have three kids now. <laughs> yeah. So it it happens. You go through this stuff on these on some of the relationships. Don't don't be afraid. You know, stay strong, be bold, and treat yourself with the respect that you deserve, and that others will follow. Don't don't compromise. That's my that that's this dad's advice. Up next, I, 28 female, am a recently divorced single mom. I've been dating and have been seeing two guys. Both are great and I could see a future with both. It's getting to the point where feelings are growing and I can't continue talking to both. I need to focus on growing one relationship. Any ideas how I can test each relationship or what I could look out for that may help me learn one way or another? I desperately need advice. Well, that's not a lot of information, but I, I see where I see where she is, <laughs> and she, in her own own mind, she, she's got to um, continue. Long as she's honest with both of them that she's that she's dating, that she's not lying to one versus the other, um, she has to see who's going to be the most understanding uh, person with with that fact first of all. That understand she's trying to make choices and decisions, and let these relationships organically uh, grow to be deep. And who is your best friend, and who you do like to hang out with and do things. If now you have a child who likes to engage with your child, who understands that you know there are the child really in our relationship needs to be. Uh, cared for and, and attended to as if it was his biological child, uh, that we together are doing this and that sometimes he may have to go do this or you're going to have to and not going to be together that that child's the priority because being a, in a relationship with children is different than being in a relationship without kids. They, they change the dynamic drastically. And that's going to, if, if you come up with a, a tie on that, then you just keep rolling it till you find the, which one is the natural one that you find yourself gravitationally, you know, pulling to. Yeah. One of them is going to overtake the other one as far as being who your lover is and who you want to have for your life rather than who you want to have just as your friend. And, and right. And I think that time's going to dictate that. You can't push it. Yeah. It's almost like the bachelorette. Yeah. But it's like, do you, <laughs> I well, don't know. No, it, there's do no you, time zone here. No, the, I know. The, the but show, do you, there's no, sh- the, the show isn't, the season's not going to end and you don't have to push, you don't have to push it. Take your time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. do you go to like a pros cons list or what do we break it down to? Well, I think, you know, one of her questions was, what could I look out for that may help me learn? And I think like you said, 
I think your biggest thing that, you know, your, your child comes first Mm -hmm. and anyone who can't recognize that my child comes first, I don't care if we have a date scheduled, if something happens Mm. with my kid, that's my life. I Mm. think, you know, I would start kind of broaching that with them and seeing if anyone, if you get any pushback, because that's going to be a big red flag if, you know, if you do. And what do you think about the fact of being honest with both of them that I'm dating two different guys or I'm dating people still and you're not the only person Then I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And if the person gets ballistic that you're dating another person says, fuck you, and, yeah. then, then the problem solved. Or they both might say, you know something? I think that's wise. I think you should do that. And because in life, you're going to have so many things that are going to come forward in your relationship that you have no idea to foretell what they're going to be that you need to make sure that you're with a guy that can really see you through mm-hmm. these these decisions and these choices that you work through them together and grow together you know that that's my advice to you i'm not going to tell you to go with bob or jim that's never going to happen <laughs> but i'm going to tell you to go out with bob and continue to go out with jim <laughs> And let them both understand it, so you're not uh, cha- you're not compromising your integrity. Uh, either they're both going to get on board, or they're both going to say screw it, or one's going to stay on, and the other one's going to run. But if you're if you really mean something to them, it they're going to be they will be willing to fight for you. They're going to be there to be understanding and compassionate with you, and and work through this with you. Well, and I think as you said, time is going to reveal the winner if that's a bad word but time will reveal which one you are feeling more close to and 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 she'll be like the continuing winner. with and then she'll be the winner they yeah. will, together they'll be winners that's right yeah this reminds me uh there's a movie with reese witherspoon and like chris pine i actually looked it up because it was driving me nuts and um tom hardy's in it too it's called this means war and it's this woman who starts dating two guys like not realizing they're best friends and the two guys don't even realize it at first either. And it's, it's a really cute little rom-com. So this was reminding me of that, but, um, I think everything you guys said is great. I think time will tell, uh, another way to expedite things is take a trip if possible. I don't care if it's a drive two hours away, mm-hmm. traveling with someone can oh, yeah. reveal a lot. Or decorate. Decorate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that might be a little you, early, but I've traveling. Always, I've always said that. I think the best thing to do in a relationship is see how people react under stress and traveling can be very stressful for mm-hmm. some. There is one thing popping in my head though. If you make it clear that there's a competition, are you going to get, because it's not a when, competition. Though. No, not right. Competition. No, I know. But, but in, in the guy's minds, well, th- if that happens and they start fighting, going above and beyond and doing all these extra things. And like, it might change who they are. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you not getting the true sense of who they are? So you almost don't want to procure that sense of competition. I, I think that you, I, I understand that and I respect that, that thought, but you have to also uh, be very defining that we are, I'm still dating. Right. I don't think you need to mention another person specifically. Right. I think just saying, you know what, like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like I'm still seeing other people. You're still seeing other people. Like we're not exclusive yet. I think just being open in that concept, but not saying I am seeing someone else pretty seriously. No, just, I, I think just, you're right, right. Just very casually. Like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like we're not exclusive. I'm still, you know, dating blah, blah, blah. 
and I'm just taking my time to see how we organically grow. Yeah. I love that. I, I love There's those, the script. I love those words. There's the how script. How we org- organically grow. We're not, <laughs> not going to push it. We're not going to give it any little inducement. We're just going to let it happen naturally. Let it percolate, as you would say. I love that word. You love that word. Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this next one is a doozy. A doozy. It's a doozy. A doozy. My husband and I have been together for six years, married late 2021. Three years into our relationship, pre-kids, I found out he was looking at other girls through secret dating slash hookup apps, and I confronted him about it and that it made me feel insecure about myself. He said he'd stop. Back in the summer of 2020, I was pregnant with my firstborn. When I found out he was subscribing to OnlyFans accounts and talking to other girls through Snapchat, usually the ones that promote sex work or FaceTiming customers. Uh, I will just give you some context in case you don't know what OnlyFans is. OnlyFans is like a subscription platform that girls will like create pages and post their videos for certain subscription fees. And you can pay money to like message them, have one-on-one relationships with them. So it's, it is like a sex work website. I got it. Guy married for three years. He's got a wife. He's got kids. And Been he... together for th- six years. Married last year. Right. But he f- has a problem staying monogamous. This made me even more distraught because I was feeling even more insecure and I was pregnant. He just apologized and expected me to accept his apology. Recently, I found out he is talking to other women through Snapchat again, even proof that he was paying for video chats through Cash App. He messages other women what their rates are, etc. Not only that, but he also has a Sniffles account for curious slash gay hookups and has talked to several men through Snapchat. Of course, Snapchat knows when you screenshot something, so I have all the proof on my phone. I took pictures and videos of every conversation he's had within the past few months since we got married. He works a swing shift and usually gets home on time. Most of these conversations just occur on his phone. So far, I haven't found any clues of him meeting anyone in person. I'm just exhausted finding these things out. I have been open to the idea of an open relationship, but I have made it clear to him that he needs to let me know who he's with and what's going on. I know there will be times when I can't please him, but I'm tired of him feeling like he has to hide everything from me. I'm sure he figured out I'm sure he figured out he knows what I know, so he changed his password two nights ago, and I'm just annoyed over it. I'm expecting another child, and I'm trying to build up the courage to confront him about why he needed to change his password and bring up all the receipts I have. Should I bring up the idea of a divorce? Should I stay low until I can get the right moment to confront him yet again? I'm not sure where I want to go from here. All I know is that I am a good woman, mom, and wife, and I'm just exhausted. Um, everything from the beginning of the conversation to me was like, what is so what is so difficult about making a decision on this one? Time to walk. But she said something that's very interesting. She is okay with an open relationship. Now, if she's really okay with an open relationship, and this is a lifestyle that that she wants that she's okay to permit and have go on, and long as he involves her or whatever those rules are, have that discussion. If that is not what she wants in life, then pick your shit up. Get the fuck out of there right fucking now. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about having a conversation. The back, the, 
the, the, the fact either his shit's out on the front lawn or you're somewhere else is going to be is, is the conversation. You don't have to have any more conversations. You've had it. Yeah. You've done it. I, but it's interesting that you said that, you're, that you want to stay in this life mm-hmm. with an open relationship. And that you're shaking, you're shaking your head no, 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 no. But if that is what you want, so be it. But that wouldn't work for me in a relationship. I don't know if it would work for you in a relationship or you. But uh, the guy's obviously not a committed um, husband. He hasn't since day one. No. My fear is that the suggestion of an open relationship, I think they work for some people. I think Polly is great for some people. My fear is that she's suggesting this as a way to keep him. That's why I said that. Yeah, and I mean, so I've, I think a, an open relationship needs to benefit both people. Does that mean you get to go out and experience being appreciated and loved too? Because if he has a problem with that, then that's not truly an open relationship. Like I said, this is something that all flags to me in the beginning of this conversation is get the fuck out now. Don't even you know quit writing because you're wasting too much of your energy on the son of a bitch. And he, as far as I'm concerned, he's done. Go on with your life. Find someone that's going to love you and only you. Look, I... I know people that have a lifestyle to want to go on cruises and, and have part in, in swing. swingers. They're swingers. Yeah. This is their lifestyle. Bless their hearts. I have no critique for a husband and wife that want this for their lifestyle and they're able to deal with it. But that's not my lifestyle. And if this is your lifestyle and you want to have an open relationship and you don't mind him not coming home at night because he's sleeping with somebody else, and you're home taking care of the kids and the crying and diapers and what all, whatever it might be. And he's going to do that you know, on Tuesday night. And you're going to go out and do your thing. And then Wednesday night, you guys will meet together in the same bedroom. And the babysitter will take care of the kids. Hey, I have no idea. Everyone has their own. I, I use the word, not, not, not the way that some people take it. Everyone has their own kink. <laughs> so, uh, what's, and that means what's acceptable to you or what, what, what is desirable by you. So if this is not the lifestyle that you're picking, then, then pack your bags or pack his bags and leave them at the door or whatever it is. Yeah. It's kind of sad to hear that. Well, I think there's a part where it says, I know I won't always be able to please him. Yeah. That feels like that almost didn't originate as her idea and that she has been like, not manipulated, but from all she's of these programmed. instances, she has been kind of pushed to thinking that way. Yeah, she's been, pro- she's been programmed. Yeah, and so... This th- isn't normal. That, no, but that coupled with the fact then of also compensating with the open relationship, it wasn't that we have wanted to love, like experience and try an open relationship. It's, yeah. It seems like an excuse to cope with this behavior and continue the the relationship while feeling okay about it because we're now in an open relationship. Yes. I don't have to be feel so bad about this because now he'll have to come tell me if he's agreeing to this. Let's call her Betty for fun. Okay. Betty, if you want an open relationship, bless you. If you don't want an open relationship, shut this door and shut it now. Yeah, I think... No, no more conversations with this guy. Well, because I think... everything he's done... Is, is is showing that he cannot have, be monogamous and he cannot 
be without involving other women to go spike his ego and his. Uh, this is all about his own his own insecurity and narcissism and everything that's going on. Everything about or this. he's got an addiction, and I look at this. You know, sex addiction is a thing, and mm-hmm. I you know that could be it too. We we have no idea, but I look at it as you know since day one of your relationship, he's been looking at other girls through secret dating apps, hookup apps, subscribing to their OnlyFans. I think watching porn. And if that's what you're going to do, that's great. But you should be open about it with your partner. Paying people and subscribing to their content is different than just going on Pornhub and watching free porn with your partner, without your partner. Like, I think that's a different level of intimacy you're having with these mm-hmm. other people. He's been having other relationships Absolutely. in my eyes. He's been cheating. Soon, soon, so soon as, soon as he makes that call or he ties into somebody, that's an intimate thing. Yep. It's it's sex. I don't care if you're physically he's, touching one. You're having sex. you're he's, having sex. He's getting off to this. Absolutely. This isn't just for a conversation to be pen pals. This is him cheating. So to open the relationship now, just to keep him, let him go. Unless she's into this. But do not compromise yourself yes. because you are enough. You absolutely. I know. I think the needs thing really stuck out to me. I know I can't meet his needs. Right. Find a partner you do meet his needs. Find a partner that loves you, cherishes you, wants to raise kids with you. This guy just I, I, is I, goofy. I fully agree with you, Morgan. I am with. I'm on that. I am on that boat, and I'm taking that cruise right now. Yeah. But I wanted to because she used that word, open relationship. I wanted to make sure, and that's why I'm stressing. Is that what you? want because i could i i already i already feel she doesn't want that yep. well the next you know a couple lines down should i bring up the idea of a divorce you don't have to bring up the idea you can just present you can present. <laughs> here's the papers bitch <laughs> find 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 your computer and everything and all, and all your notes on the front lawn along with your clothes you're out of here be happy and do what is going to make you happy yes. and there are people out there that this is not a normal relationship and they're people that would not this is not do healthy. This. this is not a healthy relationship no well and yeah. the, I think the password thing it, you know he changed his password two nights ago mm-hmm. and I don't really believe in going through each other's phones I think mm-hmm. that like if you're at that point you're it's over it's it's a wrap it's to me that's how I feel about things mm-hmm. um so I look at that and it's like if you feel like you can't trust him without going through his stuff because he's not going to be open and honest with you and tell you, then I think you're opening up yourself to a lot of pain, misery, and maybe even health complications with an open relationship with this man. You have to think about your health. That is true. The fact that you're writing us and we're having this discussion is, is, is the tale, the telltale that says it's a wrap. You gotta, you gotta, this is not what you want. If you wanted it, you wouldn't be writing it. You would be doing something else about it. But the fact that you are talking to us about it, you do not want this kind of marriage. You do not. You're, you, it's out. It's done. And I'm sorry, but there's, there's people out there that are going to really, really appreciate you and love you for who you are, and you don't have to deal with this crap. True. Okay. We have two left. Okay. Thank you in advance for reading this. I love the podcast. I'm a 21-year-old female college student. I live in an apartment with my boyfriend of almost four years now. And I also, by choice, take all of my classes online. 
I have anxiety and I get really nervous meeting people and being in social situations where I don't know anyone. So with this and the fact that all of the friends I had in high school all went away to universities and have new friends now, I've been very friendless for basically the past three-ish years. Luckily, my boyfriend is my best friend and is an amazing person. We enjoy hanging out just us and doing things together. However, my boyfriend does have friends that he still sees on a regular basis. I feel down sometimes because I don't have any girlfriends to go to the mall with or have a girls' night with. So there's some background for you. Here's my real problem. I was just accepted a few days ago to something called the Disney College Program. I'm like going to cry for her. I'm so happy for her. (laughs) This is where you take a semester off of school and complete this internship in which you work at Walt Disney World. This has always been a dream of mine, but I am absolutely terrified of being away from my boyfriend for around six months. I live in Michigan, so Florida is all the way across the country. Not only am I scared to be away from my boyfriend, but also just everyone I know. Like I said earlier, I've struggled to make friends these past couple years And I'm really scared that I won't be able to make any while I am away for this program. I would be living in a dorm-like apartment with four other girls. I know it's probably a good opportunity for me to make friends, and it is something I've wanted to do for a long time. But my anxiety is just getting the best of me right now while I try to make this decision. I love this this read. Yeah. And I love (laughs) the opportunity before you. This is going to be such a great experience for you for a number of reasons. First of all, it's going to be great for your relationship, for the fact that you're going to be able to really find out that your relationship is not just built on necessity to to, uh, be codependent on one another, but the fact that you're going to go out and meet new friends and new people, and you're going to exercise that talent of being more open and outgoing and maybe a little more gregarious because being at Disney you're going to meet a lot of people. And it's going to be great for your confidence. It's going to be great for every part of your development. So I can't tell you, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> we're coming there. We're packing your bags. Yeah. <laughs> we'll drive you. We're driving Let's you. Let's get the U-Haul. We're, 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 we're there on the plane with you. It. This is great. And far as your boyfriend, listen, he loves you. He will, he will be there and... Don't be insecure about that. It, it, if, it, if, if it's everything that you guys have been for the last, was it six years? Is that five? Four, four. Years? four years. Four years. You're fine. And he, he will actually, hopefully, bless this trip for you and, and this, or this experience for you because it's going to be healthy for both of you. So healthy. I think this is the best thing. This is, a, this is like what you've needed for this is the a, last three years. This is a defining moment in your life. And you don't miss this one. You do it. You go and put 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 a flower in your ear and go down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy the sunshine and the experience of meeting people and, and developing yourself to be a, a a more outgoing individual that that you're able to ex- allow people to come into your world and you get to experience each other. So you're sharing your experiences and they're going to share their experiences with you and you're both going to you're going to grow with the with the new people that you have. Well, I think it'll also be very positive uh for mental health too. I th- honestly think this can help with a lot of the anxiety you have too because mm-hmm. 
you're going to be out there meeting people. You're going to, yes, you're going to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But I think that's what's necessary to help this. I think the, the fact that when you went to college and your friends moved away and yes, it's very easy to spend a lot of time with your boyfriend. And I did that when I first went to college and I was very sheltered from and shy from, and I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to make friends, but you know, I really wasn't, I wasn't you, giving myself that actual chance. I think this will break you out of that mold. This will help you progress in so many ways. You're going to grow. It's just, yeah, I love it. Well, you're, and I, I think as far as anxiety, this will probably be a very structured internship. There's mm -hmm. not going to be a lot of like unanticipated things. You'll mm -hmm. probably get your itinerary and the first week will be very structured with orientation. And I look at this and I have like ugh, so much to say. I almost didn't go to the college that I went to because of anxiety. I was terrified of leaving my hometown. So I stayed in my home. I was like going to stay in my hometown, not move. And it was just like two hours away. I cried every day for like a month. Same with grad school before coming out to LA. I cried months every day, just anxious about going. But when I got down to the University of Minnesota, boy, was I thankful. And I'm thankful every day for it. And coming out to LA too. But one of my biggest regrets that I have is not studying abroad in college. I wish I would have studied abroad. And I was nervous. I didn't want to be far from a boyfriend. And I regret it so much. I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that, like, how many people apply to this program? Like, and you got in? And I do think it would be so beneficial for mental health. Like, we do need friendships. We do need friends. And I think... Interaction. Interaction. And anxiety is a bitch. But this could really help because I think not only for your benefit and you making friends, but also strengthening your relationship because it is very hard being in a relationship with someone who doesn't have friends. And I'm not saying your boyfriend, you know, finds difficulty in that, but it can be difficult when you feel, you know, that codependency That's you talked right. about. You do need your own people. You do need your own support system. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to meet people. Like going in a room with four girls, you're all going to be in the same boat, strangers in a new place and a new yep. program together. And, and and it may not and it may be there might be some don't don't think that sometimes when you get in a room with four different women that some personalities can cause some issues. <laughs> uh, I know firsthand, I have a daughter, and she went to a sorority. She lived in, not a sorority, she lived in the dorm the first year. And I remember driving you down there. And yeah, there, there were a few issues at first. So. Well, I lived in a dorm with six girls six as well. Girls. I got put in overflow housing. Yeah, oh, it wow. was not fun. So the, the point is, is that uh, you're going to learn a lot, and they're going to learn a lot from you, and you are going to make some great bonds and great relationships. And I just... I'm just very excited for you. This is a really, a really a big, a big plus. So good luck. Write us back. Let us truly know how, how you're doing because we want to know. Yeah. Well, and one last thought too is sure. you might have the same feelings when you leave there because you'll be so into that world and into your friends, your new friends you've made and into your new like routine. And even though you, it's more likely than not that you, you're not going to be able to bring those friendships back to where you're from because I'm sure people come from all over. Mm -hmm. But I think it opens the door for then when you get back and you're back at school, you're back with your boyfriend, you're back in your old routine, 
I think it'll teach you and you'll learn a little bit more about creating new friendships and being more open to that whole situation. This forces you to be in that. So then you can take that when you get back and build a whole new circle back mm-hmm. when you get back too. I, yeah. I, I've been traveling for work since I was 17 and was forced into different environments. And I will tell you that I have a string of area codes <laughs> that every time I would leave a town or leave somewhere, I, I, you feel like crying because you're, you're losing your new best friends. But you don't lose them. You take them with you because the, the, the back when, you know, in, in 1808, when I was first, you know, born. Gosh, shush. <laughs> uh, we, had a, a, we had a telephone that had this thing called long distance. So your long distance bills would kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. The cell phone. You guys are lucky. All you guys got to do is just text away or pick up the phone and call. You can call anywhere. WhatsApp. You can call Istanbul and have friends there. And it's yeah. no charge. So your your friendships aren't don't go away they grow. So congratulations ahead of time for all the new <laughs> friends that you get to meet and for and I don't know if it's Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile or who you're going to have, but they're going to love you. <laughs> yeah, I just one more thought too. Sure. I have I have a lot of anxiety. Um my podcast I've been doing a lot of other people coming on lately like guests, co-hosts that mm-hmm. come on and I, mm-hmm. I don't know them. They're not, you know, personal friends. And there was one the other day that I was so anxious about and was just like not in the mood for, uh, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel. I sucked it up. I had him come out. And it was probably one of the most fun experiences and best guests I've had come on. He left and I was like, I turned to my intern, Alex, and I go, that is literally the definition of what anxiety can do. It can self-sabotage. And make things where you don't want to do it and you put it off forever, but then you do it and it takes five minutes. Or you do it and it it feels so great. And I think and this And you could made a new one. friend. And I did. I made a new friend. So, um, so I know we have another one to go. So we want to let you know. we. Well, we, I was going to read her ideal outcome. Okay. Go ahead. So ideal outcome. My ideal outcome would be that I go and I make lots of friends and have an amazing time. I don't want to feel lonely or isolated. I also hope that my boyfriend will be able to come visit me a few times on my program so I won't be missing him so badly. I'm sure that I'm sure that your wishes will come true. Just don't let him come right away. Give true. yourself space and time to adjust and breathe. Like maybe plan it for the halfway point. Very yeah. true. Because I, I self-sabotaged myself on that in college. Freshman year, I was constantly seeing a boyfriend. Just- and it's really great that you're going to go on, a, on an adventure and the one thing that you're not looking for is a boyfriend. You're looking to have a good time, a great experience, and friends. Yeah. So this is, you're set. I'm so jealous. You are set. <laughs> Me and Justin are going to Disneyland tomorrow, so we will we will keep you in our thoughts as we bop around. All right. So good luck and let us know. Keep us updated. Okay. Last one. Last one. Hi there. I have a family friend slash cabin neighbor that I can't get my mind off of. For context, let's call him CJ. CJ's family and my family have been neighbors for seven years. All of the siblings and parents are good friends. We tried dating last year, but with him and I going to school in different areas and only seeing each other in the summer, we decided to stay friends. Well, fast forward a year, and I can't go a day without thinking about him. He's on my mind constantly, and we are now living less than five miles from each other. Do I reach out and tell him how I feel, or do I move on and just stay friends? 
This is someone I can't just really get rid of, so no matter the good or bad, he will always be in my life. Hello from Minnesota. Thank you for your advice. Minnesota. Hey. I got the license. <laughs> um, how old is she? There is no mention, but yeah, there's no mention. Seven years, family of seven years. But they went to school in different areas, so it makes me think college age at least. Well, uh, there's nothing wrong with you reaching out and saying hello, number one. Yeah. Uh, be bold. Be bold and be strong. Go forth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think that uh, holding these emotions and these feelings in um, isn't going to be good. I think the right answer is be bold, go forward, and say, hey, you know, we went out a year ago. I just miss you. You're on my mind a lot. Let's go have coffee. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to a park. Let's go paddle boarding in Minnesota. Let's go go up to Duluth and go skiing. Um, let's go to Minnetonka. Let's go wave running when the spring spring is almost here. Pick it, but whatever it might be, even if it's rollerblading, we I love rollerblading through the through, through the buildings like in uh, in the Duck movie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Whatever it is, you want to do something that you're going to have fun together and not a lot of pressure. But just to, just to see each other, you you obviously now are able to drive. I'm going to assume he can drive. You guys can figure out for five miles away. Come on. Well, and I might like, I mean, keep it casual, like you said. Like, let's catch up. Let's, let's go do, do something. Yeah. And honestly, like, maybe you'll catch the ick and it might get him out of your system and then you'll know. True. But it's better. I mean, she's been thinking about this for a year yeah, now. Yeah, you got to find out. This is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> just, just to be bold, call him up and say, how are you? I'm thinking about you. Let's... Let's hang out. Let's go hang out for the day, and pick one hundred percent. And <laughs> and then let us know how you did because it might turn out to be great. And like Morgan says, it may turn out to be uh, an ick, or it might turn out to be a awesome experience. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, you can't go for it thinking what it. if. Don't push anything unnatural. Let it, again, I love this word. We're gonna do it organically. Mm -hmm. Take your time. See if you see if you are friends. Because there's nothing better than when you're with someone you just like to hang with and have a good time. Then it gets better and better and better. And when the time is that you guys become more intimate and lovers, it's it's fantastic. There's no there's no awkwardness. There's no weirdness. It's just you're with your best friend. You can't go forward day to day with what ifs. They're gonna they're gonna drive you nuts. They'll eat you alive. And it's like I'm so glad I've made certain decisions in my life where I. I'm not sitting here thinking, what if? I'm well, like, she's not going to do that. I'm now so she's glad. Gonna go, now she's going to go forward. I, I just, I stepped on you. I'm sorry, but I'm just like, you know, she's going forward. She's going to do this. Yeah, no, there's no choice here. I think a lot of these too are like, what if? Like the Disney one, it's like, is that a decision you're going to regret if you don't do it? Are you always going to think, what if? And I think like, I think a lot of life, I just hate that feeling. You got to go for it. But I think too, you can't, take that so far to a point where you overthink every decision because yeah. there's the butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. And so if you know the butterfly effect, I don't. So if a butterfly flaps its wing, wings across the world, it can grow to a hurricane on the other side of the world. It's basically saying that any decision you make drastically can affect 
the outcome of your life or like where ripple, you end up going. A ripple effect. And every every decision kind of compounds and, and builds up into the eventual outcome. This mm-hmm. was an Ashton Kutcher movie. But so if you if you think that way, you're gonna drive yourself crazy too. So it's just like go forward, go for it. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I've kind of done my whole life and no regrets here. So this is this is a no brainer. So just do it. <laughs> Don't look at the phone. Don't dial the number and then hang up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, yeah. do that. <laughs> Don't do it two rings you didn't answer. Hang up. Be bold. We wouldn't be sitting here on this couch if Justin wouldn't have been bold. Bold. Bold works. That was a tough one. That was not, you know, that was not easy back then. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because you weren't, you were just like unreachable. <laughs> well, maybe CJ is being unreachable. She's just got to knock, knock a little harder. You'll, <laughs> you'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for you. Well, I would like to uh, say that uh, you'll be watching us this Tuesday, day after um, Valentine's Day. So uh, since we are always a dollar short and a day late, happy Valentine's Day and a box of chocolates. And um, I love everybody. What if they listen to this in like September, though? Uh, Then they need to go look at the James Webb telescope and go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't quite understand the concept of how you can go back in time. Justin's all about this. He loves this telescope. We don't need to open that door right now. But uh, all I know is I'm fascinated by the James Webb. But let's move on to just wrapping the show up and say we'll see you uh, (laughs) Next, uh, you're going to see this show, or you've now just seen this show. Next week, we have an amazing show. Uh, we really want you to come back. It was one of my f- favorite shows to, uh, <laughs> to do because I actually not only got to meet Justin's dad that, uh, that day and hang out with him that day, but we got to do the show with him. And it was really great to have a, a f- another father listen to these write-ins. and have, Two fathers know. And, and have our takes and how... <laughs> It it really worked well. So Father No Squared. Father No Squared. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got a ring to it. it. It it really was a great show. So I really invite all of you to come back and see it. It it is gonna be fun. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Have a Bye. great have a great week and we'll see you next week. <laughs>